Today's podcast includes food talk and an instance of toilet humour. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 4G Shore. It's me, your boy, Egg, joined with my other 4G compatriots. I'm Matt. Ragnar. Yo, 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 I'm Colin. You can't take my yo yo yo. I claim that. Too late. I've taken it. I've taken it. What are you going to do? You're going to cry it out. Too late to apologize. And what we're not apologizing for today is uh, our love of food and our preferences, and also the joyous time of Easter and all things involved therein. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, we all love a bit of Easter, don't we? Mm, unless someone's allergic to chocolate. I don't know about you guys, but I love stuffing my face on chocolate on that day. It's the only time of the year that you actually get away with getting fat. <laughs> I'll stuff my face with chocolate any day. <laughs> <laughs> and Halloween. No, I don't do Halloween. What? No, I don't I love treating. our people. Say, I love Halloween, but the beauty is we're adults, so we don't need to. We just go to the shop and buy the sweets. Yeah, exactly. It's, every day is a trick or treat for me. <laughs> It's nice to have a reason, because then you can, like, go in guilt-free in the same way that, like... But isn't it kind of ludicrous how it's almost like January is here and the Easter eggs are already on the shelves? Yeah, like... I've noticed that. Yeah, but it's always it's always good to have that early, you know? Me, if I had money, I'd be, I'd be eating it already before Easter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Easter is combined with Valentine's Day. Like, you'll walk through the aisles and it's just adorned with chocolate, heart-shaped and egg-shaped. Yeah, but you can always eat the egg and then just replace it anyway. So then you always got eggs. That's what <laughs> I do. You see, the thing is, you're, you're then falling into the trap that the, the people sell them want you to fall into. It's like, oh, I see that egg, I'll get it for Easter. Eat it beforehand and then you have to go and buy a new egg. Yeah, but I don't mind that. I'm all for it. I w- I w- see, I was from the 90s, and I always remember my mum going out and buying eggs, and she would treat them like Christmas presents. I mean, literally, to the point you could not open them until the day. And we were dancing. Oh, I wish. We Do you know what it is? I always, like, in a fun way, I always used to regret Easter. I always used to, uh, like, uh, sorry, not regret, that's not the word I'm looking for, dread Easter, sorry. <laughs> it's because in, it, it's in a fun way, obviously, right? Because me nan used to come over every year around about Easter, you know, like all the main holidays and stuff like that. She would come over and see us, or we would go over and see her. And she always used to do it and say, Right, have you got your Easter egg? I say, Yeah. I say, Right, bring it over here, right? And she says, Is it open? I say, No. So she'll make us take it out of the box and like open it up for her, right? And you know what she would do? She says, "Ooh, I would, I wouldn't mind having a little piece of that, right?" So you give, you give her the egg mm. and that, and she'll always take off a little piece and give you that and keep the egg for herself. Oh, God, <laughs> I was like, no. That My mum so never used to buy me eggs. She's like, "You're too old for Easter eggs." I'm like, "It's chocolate. <gasps> How can you be too old for chocolate?" Never too old for chocolate. I mean, exactly. chocolate, is, chocolate is like depressing food. You know, when you're down, you're depressed, and you run out. You've had That's just all food. Away. So yeah. it's when you eat, eat your feelings, you know? But chocolate, chocolate gives you that uh, pick-me-up feeling, doesn't it? 
It's like, no, not and for me. then, just but if you do want, if you do want to just eat your feelings, the chocolate gets to a point where it becomes sickly and saccharine. It's like yes, but you're always in that. <laughs> now I feel sad inside and out. But you're always at that position where you're sitting there saying, "Well, it's too much. I can't eat another bite, but I must finish it before somebody else eats it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that oh. all the time. Oh, oh, are you in a house of scavengers? <laughs> me, me partner, me partner. She'll go out and she'll buy a chocolate bar. You can guarantee she'll put it down. And it's gone before she gets to bed and sits and has a bit. And she'll sit there and go, I bought that for me. So and say, yeah, but Sharon's caring. Oh. <laughs> that is true. See, I don't, I don't share my chocolate. <laughs> See, when it, com- when it comes to uh, to Colin there, you know, he sits there and he'll, eat it. he'll buy chocolate and buy sweets and that for her. And she'll do the opposite and that. But he always eats them all. <laughs> When she's got when she's got, when she's got a box of Maltesers or something like that, there for me. She's sitting and has it like one or two out of it. Colin eats the box. Oh, I would. I've just gone. Oh, I'm weird though with my chocolate because if someone else touches it, I won't eat it. Same as mm. any food, someone else touches it, I'm not going to eat it. You can have it. You're like a cat. Yeah, oh my god, so, You're a bit of a germaphobe, like. I don't know. It's just like I've always had it. I've always been like that with food, like. Roberto, he'll touch my food, and I'm like, no, I don't want it now. I can get a little bit like that. It's like a sacred ground, though, and there's like, what is yours is yours. If you go anywhere near it, you'll get like either slapped on the hand for trying to touch whatever it is. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. But if you get like somebody walks up and like does it, you know. I mean, when we move on to the actual food topic, there's a what, there's a bit I want to actually like talk about on that because it really, really annoys me, and I'm sure it'll annoy you guys as well. I mean, speak your truth, right? Yeah, speak it. We're talking. Yeah, it's all about well, food. Okay, isn't it? it's a, it, it, the episode's uh, Easter and food combined together. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So we can deviate oh, yeah. from both sides. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's all on top. Why is it right when you're sitting there and you've got something nice, right? They have to take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. Oh, I never I understood that. Oh, I, I do never. that. I say, oh, look, I thing. have a pizza, you know what I mean? I just want to sit there and watch uh, them eat it, right? Or watch them take a picture and just slap me hand in it. <laughs> if I've cooked something myself, then I'm going to, you know, appreciate it. I can understand cooking it yourself and, and posting that on because you're proud of your achievement. But you go out, right, and you buy pizza. It's like... I think it's like a wind-up, isn't it, to everyone who's hungry on your face? <laughs> Look at what I've got. To me, it just, yeah. Uh, the only time I've taken a picture of a pizza is when I made a pizza myself. Yeah, exactly, like something you've made. It's, it's a sense of achievement. You've done that, but, like, you order one. If it's just something you got, unless you've gone to, like, a ver- a rather fancy restaurant and there's just, like, an absolute stunning decolletage just... Presented in what's front of What's decolletage? What's that mean? Tin. It means uh, top of the tit in French. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so so, uh, so we all, we've already skipped to the like the uh, eggs edumacation day, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, eggs edumacation corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like where all of the pretty things are, where you like lay down your necklace and all of your pendants on your decolletage. Um, and it's. Uh, it, it needs to be like really fancy and really beautiful for you to like necessitate taking a picture of it. Like if I cook like say what curry, I'll take a picture of it because I'm proud of that. I've actually got off my ass and done something. If I took a picture of curry, I would have the caption, "The shits are coming later," you know, something like oh, that. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> put, put the bug roll in the freezer. There, you know, 
you you're physically going there. Oh yeah, yeah. You could take a picture of the curry and then the next day join it up with a picture of your your backside and the freezer. You know, no. oh, just, no. to, oh, just no. to give that insinuation. That's the taking it too far. <laughs> it's Colin. giving you a good ring sting. <laughs> Just, just keep it to the Snapchats between us. PG. If I did something like that, like took a picture of like a curry that I made, right? I'd make sure that there's a roll of toilet roll in the picture as well. So then they definitely know that the shits are coming later on. Yeah. And the caption yeah, will see, be... that's weird because you lot get bog roll the, in the shits freezer. I don't. <laughs> I don't get the shits you with hot food. You guys are gross. Nor I for the most part. I actually fair. like hot food. I like jalapenos and everything. To be fair, I think it's a standing stand court now lately with the hot food because I don't get it neither, you know? I can eat hot food all day and not go to the toilet for a few days. You know? Yeah, same. I think it's the people who just like either go uber spicy or they literally just like have a liquid curry. Because in some instances, when you get a curry, it is just oil and grease. Oh, and yeah. And I, just... do, I do hope <clears throat> no one's eating listening to this podcast, by the way. I mean, realize if... <laughs> that either you're gonna want to eat something or you're gonna want to stop what you're yeah, for, those, for yeah. those that are listening to this right now i, I suggest you put your food down <laughs> yeah listen to it first unless you've got then... like a, a stomach of steel you know what i mean the cast iron see stomach. i'm like that though like no nothing could put me off you could put a plate of maggots beside me while i'm eating and i still eat my food or if you're like matt and you've just picked the plate up take a picture of us <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put it on with Instagram and Twitter. We'll want but, to see what you. But make sure you've made it. Like you, you have to make it, not like buy it from a shop and do it that way. You need to. It's almost like a game show, isn't it? You know, like taking a picture of the food and turning around, saying the caption is, "Look at what you could have ate." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you open door number one, you could have ate such and such food tonight. I think the only picture I ever took of food, okay, was I, I made the the meal didn't turn out right so I put a picture hmm. of the actual meal how it should look and then I put mine aside it and expectation reality yeah <laughs> it, well it, it didn't turn out too well it didn't taste oh, too what well what were you either. trying to make I can't remember now I mean you're talking years ago but it's a buried memory yeah it's a big yeah. memory, <laughs> it was that it. bad it was buried <laughs> see I'm still I'm still to this day waiting for that curry you know Colin you're being promising it for years. <laughs> I says to Rags when I first met him, I've got me MVQs and catering, which I have. And oh, I have too. I says I make a main, mean, mean curry. And he went, oh, you'll have to make one a weekend away, uh, one weekend. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, yeah, not, no problem. That was 2013. <laughs> <laughs> a long time that ago was then. <laughs> Hello Kitty was released. That was when the Fox Says was causing a stir. Yeah. God, I can't believe you remember those things. Because I used to stay at uh, Collins at the weekends. Uh, when um, when we had nothing to do, you know, I used to stay at his at the weekends and that. And say, what it used to be like supernatural, you know. In fact, no, it was gaming through the day. Then it was supernatural, right? But we always used to finish off with the food, you know, cake and custard. Though, oh my god, or oh, donuts know, and custard. I, I've ah. got an apple crumble for dessert today with custard. So oh, I'm all for that. Matt, I get, cannot get, wait. Get some donuts, pour custard over them. The can it oh, be? I've had. Yeah, but what donuts though? Is it the jam or the custard it's ones? It's got to be the jam ones. It's yeah, I don't oh. like custard donuts. They're just not my thing. That right. or they're okay, but mm, it's not the same. No right. jam donut all the way. It was that corner shop. It, uh, we ended up getting the Homer Simpson ones, mm. didn't we? The best one we got was the. Um, but they had like their donuts, and we put custard on. Oh, it melted in. Was it not there? Was it not Co-op's uh, brand? <laughs> It is, but I wasn't trying to say the name. 
The one I like is uh, sorry, Morrison's sorry. one. Was it, the, was it uh, <laughs> Coco Brand? We're not advertising oh. here, you know. <laughs> no. Sorry, bleep that no, out, I, bleep that out. I, I like oh. the powdered ones, you know, the ones just like powdered sugar, <gasps> not like the proper sugar. Bavarian style. Yeah, they're they so are nice. good. Yeah. It like brings me back to Christmas time. Yeah. That kind of vibe. And they're so soft as well. They're a lot better than the majority of donuts out there. Oh, my mouth's watering. <laughs> I don't usually eat until like six o'clock. Anyway. I don't know. Oh, and I'll say that like yesterday uh, while I was doing the night shift uh, in like the little staff room, the little common room, what have you, mm. they just have um, all of the. Uh, uh, donuts of non no, nondescript, definitely not belonging to any form of brand. Uh, they were just piled up, uh, like all of the different boxes that weren't used for the day, uh, that didn't go. So it's like, oh, so we have access to all of these. And I put two of them in my bag, and then I realized, wait a minute, if I go through, if I try and leave, like I'll set off the buzz or something. So I put them like just, ba- I, I scurried back into the little staff room with two people in it. I just tried to be like, and they're, they're crinkly things, the boxes. When I was taking them out, it was like the complete unsubtlety of like, I am putting these donuts back. <laughs> uh, and then when I left, it turns out I, was, I just needed to go through the fire exit. So I could have happily taken those donuts, but I didn't. So uh, one, one, one oh one, how to how to take. Don't yeah, that out. I specifically didn't say the brand. CID will be coming knocking on your door soon. So right? anybody yeah. that so anybody okay. that you that works in. No, don't say the brands. Keep the brands out. We're, we're kind of bleep too much, man. God. <laughs> too much work. You're giving us more work. Christ. Well, you know, you said it first. <laughs> I'm de- I never no, said it. Colin said it he first. Didn't. I said it by mistake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give mm. you that. I said it by mistake. Well, it's not to bleep out. You know, going off Friday's episode, I'm expecting the next time we speak that Eggy comes back with some very spooky stories. You know, with what, being on Friday? night shift. Oh, okay. What's happening Ooh, Friday? We'll uh, oh, that was my first uh, night shift. Yeah, that was his first night shift, and we've done uh, the paranormal podcast, didn't we? Um, Mm. So hopefully you can come back with some spooky stories the next time we touch on paranormal. <laughs> I'll see what I can rustle out. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Just, just don't go throwing cans around and be like, oh, let's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and the scariest thing was, the manager was really hot. <laughs> he was wearing a face mask, so I couldn't make a full a full survey of it, but hey-ho. Right. <laughs> we do what we can. Hey, show us on Jason Voorhees. <laughs> We're losing our subject here, guys. <laughs> we are. We're kind of losing it. I mean, we got off subject. Here's a question for you: What? Mm-hmm. Who what? decided to actually make food seasonal? It's oh, no. kind of inherently seasonal. Like, like, what? What point did they decide, for instance, that the turkey was a Christmas thing? At what point mm-hmm. did they decide that, like, chocolate eggs was an Easter thing? At what point did they say that, like, candy or? Uh, like candy itself was actually a Christmas and a Halloween thing. Well, to be fair, if we go go from that Easter, Valentine's Day, Christmas, all that's just a commercial thing, you know, to gain revenue for stores. Um, and when they came around, obviously most of them's come around from pagan holidays. Um, but I think when you look at it for what it is, it it is a case of during the time a lot of the foods were only available. 
during that time right. due to harvest or whatever reason and hence why it would have became a seasonal thing but these days obviously things have changed everything's 24 7 all season hmm. so you don't yeah. have that problem yeah because yeah, like you can basically just grow stuff in the southern hemisphere while it's winter up here mm. and then you can just get strawberries all year round even though really we should only be getting them for like three four months of the year true because they're more like a summer and spring kind of thing aren't they sorry spring and summer yeah what strawberries but you can get them anytime yeah but like it, it, the, the growth on them is supposed to be around about like spring and summer isn't it it's it not it's true. not like a winter or an autumn thing although yes they can be grown but before they decided that they could do it all year round it was like a specific time of the year yeah mm. but the huh. thing is these days they've obviously got the animal farms don't get started on them um, but they've also got the the big shed things, you know, so they can obviously supply people like food whenever they want it now. But it's it's back then, obviously, it was a case you could only get it when the season was in. Yeah. Mm. And then stuff like turkey and animals around the autumn time is when they're putting on loads of weight, mm. but they haven't shed it mm. while they're hibernating or well they're then um, using up all that energy just to survive and stay warm yeah. so then hunting stuff down like turkeys back in the day um, autumn was just the best time or like the late autumn uh, early winter was the best time to just get the most bang for your buck and then you've got certain countries that would only eat goose because that's all I could get and oh I couldn't, eat, I couldn't eat a goose Wait, it depends on the like the the season and like where the like what birds were actually available like on that specific country isn't it well, coming to meat and Matt saying that, um, that brings up a very good subject. Now, I'm a meat eater. Why is it us what? people as meat eaters, right, we have a standard of meat. We'll eat cows, pigs, this, that and the other. But we'll have this like barrier on certain animals we won't eat because it's either it's wrong or it just doesn't feel right. You know, I've never understood that with a meat eater. I think it's because, like, that's how we are, though, isn't it? We always have been. We've always known one way. Some animals, loads of the animals that we do eat have been domesticated and developed. Like, we we just uh, selected them to be, like, to, pro- to provide good meat. To be fair, I mean, I could easily become ve- vegan if I was sat in front of an animal, made to watch how it got done, butchered, and, and then all the way to the plate. I'd become vegan like that, you know. Um, I think. Well, you could. What about like milk and like cheese? Uh, well, I suppose really I would become, involve murder. Yeah, I think I would probably become vegetarian at that point then, not mm. vegan. But I think, um, I think, you see, we all know as meat eaters that that obviously where the food comes from, and that it's done this way. But you don't. You you can disconnect because you don't actually see it happening exactly yeah you know and i think most meat eaters a lot of meat eaters would probably have the same reaction if they had to sit and witness where the food come from which Massively. just just shows you the evolution of hum- humanity because to be fair go back 500 years you probably wouldn't have even thought t- twice about killing an animal and chopping it up and putting it on a table you know because it's a matter of fact it's very survival based but this kind of distance between this distance we put ourselves between what goes on and like the terrible violence <laughs> that we see 
um, versus like food that's on our plate that we get at Mackey D's. Uh, because that's there, we then ha we have the opportunity to then like experience that violence yeah. uh, in just a completely new light or in a light where we don't see violence like that on a daily basis. Well, um, so in that sense, we're like more sensitive to it. Well, keeping to the food subject, I says my partner the other day and she went, oh, stop being a bloody activist. We went to McDonald's and we got a burger <laughs> and I turned around and I says, you know, I says, a poor cow's been taken for this. I says, and they've done the injustice by not even putting its meat in it. It's everything but cow nearly. You know. Yeah, but everyone enjoys it though. McDonald burgers are just basically eating cardboard. They do. You might as well just chuck a load of preservatives in. See, I prefer a, a normal, just a plain old burger from McDonald's. Mm. Yeah, but it, 90% of it is like pretty much preservative with a load of seasoning to make it taste nice. Why why do that to an animal if you're only going to give like barely 5% of the meat? <laughs> I mean, the numbers are definitely off. I'd say it's 95% meat, probably more. Yeah. But when we when we come to like maybe chicken nuggets, um, you start getting to the whole thing of uh, do you remember that video of uh, ooh Jesus who was it very famous J Jamie Oliver mm -hmm. uh, he he was just like in front of a bunch of I believe American kids and he was showing them literally how chicken nuggets are made and it was like all right so you take off all the good stuff and then you just take the bones and all of the little niblets and you blend it down and that's what's a chicken nugget who here would still eat that chicken nugget and everyone lifted their hand that's <laughs> <laughs> it i don't care what's in it that's well, to be fair yeah you would still eat it i mean <laughs> i'm not uh, fussy I mean, if anything that means like oh so none of it's going to the not none of it's going to waste because it's being made into stuff like chicken nuggets and sausages exactly. which are pang so if that's the case and i like, speaking about like animals and food and stuff like that right for for years right people don't say is actually do it right but before i actually eat food right or before i eat anything to do with meat right i'm thinking of a prayer in my head because of the animal, you know, because with with my my religion, I believe in what I believe in, right? So it's like I say a prayer for that animal that I'm about to eat, but I say it in my head when I'm in the house by myself and I'm eating. Obviously, I do it like do it like to myself, you know, like obviously I do it like, like a few seconds of doing whatever it is that I'm praying about, right? But when I'm out with other people, they don't actually say you do it. Oh, I'll just eat it. Shove it in my cup away you go. Yeah, but... I, 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 believe, I believe, like, obviously, yes, the animal's being, like, sacrificed for us to eat and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It sounds like sounds like a freaking sacrificial, sacrificial ritual, isn't it? It kind of is. Yeah, it, yeah kind of. For our, for our survival, it is. But at the end of the day, I'm still saying the sacrifice for it, you know what I mean? So at least thank you for actually giving us this, uh, like, this animal. Thank you for, like, sacrificing yourself for all of me to be able to live in this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? May you uh, may you not be a caterpillar in the next life. So the Inuit <laughs> do that exact same thing, like partially for respect of like the gods. So the Inuit are the people up in like Canada, the native uh, Canadians, and they literally do go through the rigmarole of like praying for uh, the immortal souls of those creatures, partially for their own benefit, uh, but it's very much uh, along the same lines. It's when when the when the Greeks um, when they had actually finished their food and stuff like that, they always used to put what was left over in the hearth, 
right? Because it was a, uh, the food itself that was left over was actually a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like an offering? Yes, that's the word. Offering for the gods. You know, and say, so what was left over, they were offering it to the gods, you know, say, like, obviously, a thank you for the food and, like, obviously, like, not killing us or whatever it is that, like, you pray for and stuff like that. But it's, like, it's still there to say, well, look, here's the food for you, so that, you know, at least then you're still, like, thinking of a higher being and thinking of feeding them, you know what I mean? You know? Their little servants come down to the hearth, pick up the stuff and take it up to the big halls, you know what I mean? <laughs> I will say, I will say, however, that. Um, so, uh, my current boy <laughs> is, uh, quite vegetarian. And I could he, never. he's just like, he's getting me. <laughs> he, uh, whenever I, uh, pop over to his, uh, I just always, I pretty much just go full vegetarian alongside with him. But sometimes he has fish. Don't tell anyone. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, though, vegetarians still can't actually eat egg and fish. That's veganism, isn't it? No uh, vegans don't fish, actually eat that. If you eat fish, um, that'll be pescatarian. But the still, wait, then if that's a case, and you're still technically not a a, mm. a, a full vegetarian. You're not killing because... anything by eating eggs. No, true. Wait, if you think about it, you still technically are killing. Oh something. yeah, you're killing the embryo. Well, no, because it's period. because the egg, it's the egg, the egg itself is still being. Uh, it was already infertile. It was never going to grow into anything. Yeah, I know that there's a lot of eggs that do check for for that, and if it's infertile, it goes in the freezer, and and the ones that aren't get raised to be chicks, basically. Um, I'm just going to hmm. clear something up here. So the, the McDonald's thing I was talking about, you're right, yes. The meat is 100% beef. Um, and it's a mixture of chuck, sirloin, and round meat. Hell yeah. So it is 100% Did you just meat. Google that? Yeah, I just had to check it up because obviously we're talking <laughs> about certain things. We best get the facts right instead of just sitting there saying... This is true. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. We're not, we're not logo dropping. Yeah, did you actually like? Um, I don't know. Ask your little uh, monster desk uh, to tell you this. I did. I sat there, whispered in his ear, and I says, "Tell me, baby. Tell me what the <laughs> the mixture of it is." <laughs> and it came back, and it went. Oh, okay, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the price of your soul, I shall give you this information. <laughs> and it rubbed its fingers together as it said it, and it was like, oh god, what have I done? We have now discovered that it is actually 100% beef that goes into the burgers. May I hide back in my drawer? And we, we do apologise to Egg for the amount of bleeping and editing he's going to have to do for this episode. Uh, it'll be chill. Oh, you do editing, are you? <laughs> Egg's editing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The what kind so, of me you say it was? Now every, wasn't now all of our listeners man. are going to know that it's all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, here's here's something for you, right? Have you noticed? Right, yes, we're swaying from the topic of like food and stuff like that for a sec, right? But have you noticed, right? We've got Matt, we've got Ragnar, we've got Colin, right? They're they're our names, right? Yeah, we we'll just call you Egg. Yeah, egg. even yeah. though we know your name. Get into it, Egg. What call type of egg are name. you? The infertile kind or the fertile? I'm not even <laughs> Egg. Uh, I haven't been tested for that, but I think my swimmers are looking all right. Mm. And I'm not an egg. I'm an egg saviour, let the records show. What does that make me? I don't know. Saviour of eggs. This omnipotent force of just, um, just like, really sticking it to the man. Egg, when you say egg saviour, what I imagine is the farmers are picking up the poor eggs. They're having a look at them and you bursting in going, 
Don't you dare Unhand put that in the theme. fridge. That <laughs> and my children. <laughs> See, when I think of Ex- uh, Xavier, right, I think of uh, uh, X-Men. Yeah, I used to think that too. We're pr- yeah, yeah, Professor, yeah, yeah. Professor Egg in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, he is a bit of an egghead. He is. He got the right name. <laughs> right, I'm going to circle back. On back. Food. Ooh, Come on, back yeah, on food. I'm We're swaying too much here. Yeah. Back. I'm circling back on meat <laughs> substitutes. I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm going to say this brand because I'm, I'm going to say very good things about it. Linda McCartney uh, chicken nuggets. They are... If, if you sat down some Linda McCartney uh, non-chicken, chicken-style nuggets just in front of me and cooked them so they're nice and crisp... I would not be able to tell you that those are not chicken nuggets. It is insane how much they've been able to develop um, like chicken nuggets at this point. As you said earlier, though, about the vegan and the vegetarian, I actually quite enjoy vegan food. It is nice. Mm. I've had some vegan food. It don't taste no different to me. I think it kind of tastes better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On a lot of it. Be more careful about flavours. See, I've got a friend who's actually a vegetarian or a a vegan or whatever it is. I I think he's vegetarian. He doesn't eat meat or anything like that. So whenever he orders food, he always gets uh, like margarita pizzas and stuff like that, or like cheese, like all cheese pizzas and stuff, you know. But um, I was struggling a little while back, and uh, he asked us if I had food in the house. He t- I said, "Well, I've got a little bit, right?" Well, it was a lie. I didn't have anything. He must have known. <laughs> and he went through his he, <laughs> he went through his cupboards and decided, right, he has all the stuff. And do you know? How you get the tins of uh, sausage and baked beans? Yeah. yeah. Well, this was actually the vegetarian style, wasn't it? Ooh. And I sat there and I was like, "Hold on, this isn't actually sausage, is it?" Mm. After like halfway through the tin, <laughs> mm. and I tell you something, right? The vegan sausage and beans, right, is actually far better than actually eating normal sausage yeah. and beans. A lot of the, yeah. the, the texture of the sausage, obviously, it's corn in it. Yeah. Right, which is like substitute the meat itself, but the beans that's in it, right? It's the, the flavoring. It the, the beans are different compared to the like sausage and beans because obviously the sausages absorbs the the that and obviously the fat and everything goes into the like, the bean juice and stuff like that. But I tell you something, it was actually really nice. Yeah, I had a vegan pasta the other day, a Cornish a vegan Cornish pasta. Oh, it was so good. I had four of them. I think it's like Matt or Egg had says they've got to put a lot more flavour in into it. So if they try to make it like a meat, people yeah, but it's so good like though. It. Like, what is corn? I have no idea. Uh, meat mushroom. Substitute. Egg. Oh I know it's a meat substitute, but like, what is it? It's mushroom. It's mushroom. Is it mushroom? Yeah. It's a mycoprotein, so it's um, protein created from mushrooms. Oh, that's so cool. How do you spell it? Is it a Q U O R N? Q-U-O-R-N Yeah uh, But I will say Most of corn is nice They've done well Corn mince I'm sorry corn it's I kind of liked the corn mince tea. When I first made it with uh, Made a spaghetti bolognese With that corn mince It tasted really good actually But that was a long time ago To be fair I'm a fag on that one Corn corn mince is Horrible I need to change the recipe Yeah it. but I, the last time I ate that Was when I was about I think sixteen when I just left before I'd left school. The thing is, though, that mm. would would you get in the same brand as us? I can't remember what brand I got, uh, but I know they oh, have different brands corn. of it. Yeah, it's just the original, the, the one that, that came out. Corn. Yeah, but no, I, I've had a lot like sausages and and chicken and stuff like that, all all vegan friendly. 
Um, mm. But the mince, yeah. I, I couldn't sit down and eat that. Wait, what did you just say that uh, corn was uh, egg? Mycoprotein. A micro, a micro. Is it micro? Myco. Yeah. See, so, see, I've just consulted my little, uh, my <laughs> my demon. little, de- des- my own desk demon here. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it, it says uh, a mycoprotein, which is actually from a natural fungus. Fungus. Yeah, mushroom. So obviously, it is mushroom, isn't it? That's so yeah, crazy. It's just grown in vats. Call it a day. Which... That's crazy. How that's made out of mushroom and it tastes so good. But it is true what you say. Like, there's certain foods that you eat that are like vegetarians eat that are like substitutes meat and stuff like that. Yes, some of it's nice, but some of it, like you said, there, Colin, is absolutely disgusting. You know, I mean, the mince itself that was disgusting. But yet, the, what they would call chicken burgers or beef burgers or whatever it is or corn burgers, it's just called corn burgers, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And dare we even talk about cheese, like vegan cheese? Never had well, any. And vegan cheese, is it just the same? Is it bad, is it? So, the issue is that they try to make... They have to ferment something, because that's what cheese is. It's fermented, something that's gone slightly off, but in in a cute, fun way. So it's really difficult to find something that's like milk to ferment. So you can do with, like, coconut milk, but it goes, like, all kind of sour. And every single kind of vegan cheese I've had definitely has a sourness to it. And it doesn't stay together like a good mozzarella. So if you get a like a vegan cheese pizza, it like clings to your teeth and it coats everything in like a residue and it's like Ew. Mm. Doesn't sound too nice. They're trying. So because uh, we're we're talking about the vegan side of things and obviously the all mm. that side. Now, one of the big things I've read and I've heard is eventually humanity's going to need to eat bugs so does anyone want to hazard a guess how long before we're going to be eating bugs never. I mean some never for some me just... doing it right now I'm never eating bugs on a stick. <laughs> I mean spiders on a stick well I've I mean I... I've I've tried spiders on a stick before mm. I've tried scorpion um, it's, it's it's to me it's just like a crunchy hmm crunchy meat it's, it's, it's hard to describe it, it's not like because everybody says everything tastes like chicken it's not necessarily true it's mm. probably because we've ate that much chicken on our lives <laughs> yeah. everything just tastes like chicken I think you what, know? what the situation there is um, they actually grew beef for like 15 years back in the day obviously we're way better at growing beef now mm. uh, I think, think they, they're 3D printing beef as we uh, as we they are uh, yes I've, this. I've heard that one how can you 3D print um, beef and no then idea. be able I to eat it? I don't know. No idea. For all you, know. for all you kids out there, yes, beef grows on trees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, gr- it doesn't grow on trees. It grows in a 3D printer. Yeah, yeah but how is that <laughs> edible? I don't get it. That should that I should think not be what edible. They do. They make an. They probably make a matrix out of collagen, so the stuff that kind of like holds your skin together, and then they uh, just they allow beef cells to invade. So then all of the muscle takes the shape of normal beef. Uh, it's the same right, way yeah. that they grow hearts. <laughs> that sounds cringe. I would give it a try. Here's yeah. my edumacation uh, question. What does collagen mean? Uh, collagen is what gives your skin kind of like a good bounce and elasticity. So basically so it's, it's this fibre that just runs through your skin. It, it's something that's basically grown in a something lab. Something the body needs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know. Um, right. Okay. But I can say after this. So you can imagine, like, if you have a, so you know how you have a sponge. You can think yes. of a sponge being made out of collagen, and then everything else, like all of our cells, all of our blood, all of our, all of our goings on, is stuff that's like built on the sponge. 
Well, I think thanks to your wag, many parents are going to be sitting there scratching their head because the kids are turning around <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Mom, where's the beef print button? Where's the beef print button? <laughs> I was listening to a podcast and it says you can print it. Yeah, I find that so strange that you can actually print beef. All the kids, all the kids are actually stood at the, the microwave or the oven looking for the beef button. Yeah. <laughs> there may very well be there. There's probably a microwave I just don't understand beef. it, how you can like 3D print meat and then it's still edible I thought you could I suppose technology is actually moving on in life that you probably will be able to do is, that yeah. I mean think of think of like movies like The Fifth Element yeah where um, he puts a couple of drops of whatever it is in the microwave when he opens a cu- uh, the microwave door it's actually got like a bowl full of chicken in it do you know when I watched that film one of my first thoughts Ooh. was that would save on so many dishes <laughs> well, my I sister, she uses thing. plastic plates That saves on a lot of dishes It does oh. <laughs> Well, do you know that actually Americans actually use paper plates Instead of actually using normal plates To actually uh, eat off How lazy. I don't want to believe that Yeah, they do, yeah A few American friends that I spoke to Do you remember um, Me and you, Matt, used to play alongside Frost, yeah? Yeah where she herself says that she uses paper plates instead of actually yeah, normal dishes That's I think, so weird. I think the paper plates is like a big event or a big party event so they don't have to do dishes but I Yeah, I don't, think, China, I don't think it's like on the daily that they use this I think the China's plates. kept for basically small occasions with the family stuff like that they've all got washing machine, uh, dishwashers anyway half of them anyway it feels like such a big investment to have a dishwasher if you're not going to use it pretty much just think of the electric bill you're saving on. True, well, that's very true as well. But think of the trash you've got to put <laughs> and out. your dishwashing, uh, your dishwashing soaps and all that. Yeah. You, ma- you imagine arguments coming from the, the 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 lad to the last when he's asked to take the bin out. God, it's heavy with these paper plates. Are you just going to wash them for once? <laughs> yeah. <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Could you actually live without meat? You could, yeah. No, I mean, like in general. Now, I'm not talking about like. Would you actually live without? I mean, if you, if you had the choice, could you actually live without it today? So basically, you're saying if meat was like destroyed and we could only live on one thing, it'd have to be fake meat. I was thinking, I was thinking more like Rags was putting forward as: Would you be able to make the conscious decision to go off of meat forever? I no. think, yeah, I, I could go off meat forever. Uh, it could I easily could happen. I've even mentioned it to my partner once or twice. Like, I'm I'm going to give vegan a try. I'd go from both of them. Like, I can go from vegan to meat. Mm. Like, I could happily sit there and eat a vegan, any vegan food. It doesn't bother me. But I would not get rid of my meat. See, the thing with me is I'm very pro-animal. Very, very, like, pro-animal rights and stuff like that. So, eating meat, I feel like I'm contradicting myself 90% so of the time. I only eat the, like, the necessity meat. So, like, you know, your chicken, your beef, your pork. That's literally all I eat. I don't eat any other meats, really. Yeah. That other than those three animals, but I think if if even say tomorrow meat just disappeared off the shelves, don't I wouldn't miss it. You know, I you'd, would. You'd have. Uh, you'd uh, you'd have You would have to find a protein source to, to top your vitamins up. But I start already you lot. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd only miss the mince because there isn't any good mince out there. So the second the Quan Linda McCartney, one of you guys. Uh, get on the mince business. Yeah. I think I'll finally happily be able to go vegetarian. I would I'm definitely just going to eat you Because I love a chili. I, I certainly if... wouldn't have a spaghetti ball again. That's for sure. 
Well, no, if you lot, if if the meat does go, I'm just going to end up eating humans. I'm just going to be a cannibal. Oh, God, that's a subject. <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> would you go out and hunt squirrels and rabbits yourself? Yes. But what would you do in a, say, in the midst of a, an apocalyptic event? Then, because most animals would disappear. Does that mean you're going to become a cannibal? I don't know, because I think they'd survive pretty well. Well, they'll, be, they'll have freedom, wouldn't they? They'd do whatever they want. Do, do, does uh, does peanuts have a sell-by date? Everything does. Yeah, apart from flour. Well, I, I I would stock up on as much as I could of peanuts to last us for a period of time. <laughs> That's high in protein. Yeah. That's very true. Very, very true. He has one for you. Um, I remember watching a TV. Uh, I was only young at the time, and you know how we get the just the TV. Oh yeah, I had TVs <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> Well, there weren't the black and white ones neither. Oh, yeah, the colour. <laughs> but oh, I re- the big beefy yeah, ones. Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching one of these adverts um, where they went to one of these uh, less fortunate countries uh, who were basically starving. And they were asking for people to donate. And what they were doing was giving them what looked like flour. Is it sustainable to be eating flour? No, because I think if you're uh, stuck in your throat, <laughs> and you do- you'd eventually like choke to death Wait, just straight flour they're just eating flour I don't know if that's what they're eating but I, it generally looked like they were giving them flour um, or was it like protein powder yeah been... but still with protein powder you're still going to have to add something else Um, that that's what it looked like and I sat and I did ask me mum I said why are they giving them flour and not food you know as a band does you know you, you query it you don't understand Um. And my mum turned round, and the reason I, bl- I thought it was flour because my mum turned round and says, Oh, to give them flour and they can make bread. So, mm. is that generally the reason and what they're giving them? Or is that powder actually something that's full of vitamins and proteins and, and stuff for them to mix I up? I doubt they'd be bread. sitting there eating flour. No, they would They would cook it. Like Anybody mm. can make, can turn like flour into bread. Yeah, it's easy it enough. Doesn't, it doesn't feel the best way to really do things. I mean, when I was studying. Um, kind of like international sustainability and uh, food management programs it was more a case of they try and uh, genetically modify some beans so that they be drought resistant mm. that's more the thing that uh, uh, non-government organizations are doing these days trying to secure food in uh, impoverished places I, do, I think uh, it'll be great for humanity if we're ever able to do that and I mean the advances in, in genetically made beef that's getting made on a printer. I think mean, it'll be I'll excellent find that weird. for humanity. As long as it tastes along them lines. If it tastes horrible, then there's no point doing it. But oh, uh, they've also they've also patented like I think uh, a kind of sauce that makes it taste kind of like oh, that it's been properly cooked so that it has that fullness of the flavour. So basically, they so print they're, it they're off going in on it, and you can put it straight in your mouth. Yeah, although I think it's it's more like they they make a sponge, a collagen sponge, like I was talking about, and then they just sit it in some uh, meat juice mm. and then grow cells yeah. onto it. So it's a very long process. Well, to be fair, if you ask me, I just think eating's a hassle half the time. You know, so that's why I only do it once a day. Yeah, you've got to get up, you've got to cook, then you got the dishes. Give us a pill that'll just satisfy everything. You know, why haven't scientists come up with that to make humanity so... It's so much easier for humanity. Yeah, but could we possibly live on a pill? Give you You'd lose you the joy of eating. Like, yeah. there, there's something very human or something very integral to the human experience of, like, 
putting food in your mouth, chewing it up, and letting like letting it all just pass through your esophagus. It's an entire experience. Yeah, if you're just going to swallow mm. a pill, you're going to lose the functionality of your jaw, basically. I, that's how I see it. I know. You would, really you're, weak yeah, you're right. You probably lose muscle in your jaw because you're not chewing. In fact, that, that brings us to, to something exactly like that. What has happened? Roughly about, say, four months ago, I went through a stage where I went off my food because I choked on something and I got a, a phobia that I was going to choke. Um, oh my God. Tell the story properly. What did you well, do? Well, I fell asleep with something in my mouth, but it wasn't that. that <laughs> yeah, <before, yeah. laughs> it wasn't what sweet. Does that? I, yeah. woke, I woke up with a sweet, half asleep, put it in my mouth, fell asleep, woke up choking. But it, oh. obviously, it wasn't choking like going to die choke. Mm. It was a feeling of something yeah. there. It caused phobia. So I went off my food for about three weeks and I was living Oof. on nutrition drinks and trust us, as much as the nutritious, you get no out of them. Is that um, right? That's the thing. Now, I had to make a decision. Do I carry on this down this route? I go to the doctors, seek the medical help. And I went to the doctors, got the medical help, went to talking therapy. Absolutely amazing. But I did notice that when I started chewing again, my jaw was extremely sore after like two or three chews. Yeah. So in them three weeks, my muscles had deteriorated to a, a, a fraction of what they were. And that was only two or three weeks of not chewing. So I get what you're saying there, Matt. You would lose a lot of your, your chewing function and your jaw yeah. muscle in, in that process of just taking a pill. So, like, if you ha- if it ended up taking that pill and stuff like that, and somebody offered you a chocolate bar and stuff like that, and you hadn't chewed for so long, would that actually shatter your jaw? It probably would. It wouldn't shatter it, but it would be like, oh, I can't. You probably like couldn't actually. If it was like um, ice cold out of the fridge, you probably couldn't actually chew through it. Yeah. It could cause a hairline fracture, though, if you think about it. And oh. Not using your jaw like I think for so long. I don't think it would cause a hairline fracture. It would cause more like muscle cramping. Yeah. Or, um, See, I, I think I would. I would like to argue the point on that. To be honest, Egg, because if you think about that, you have went so many years without actually eating, uh, like actually using your jaw properly, other than a talk. Right. Yes, you've still got muscle there. You've still got your th- uh, like your the movability and stuff like that. But when it comes to actually eating something that you haven't eaten, like God knows how long, that would weaken your jaw. So it would probably cause either like your teeth to like. If, if, I think it would actually your teeth would sink into your jaw, or your teeth would shatter, or your jaw would actually uh, <laughs> well, like, yeah. or something you, like that. Okay. So when I've, we're looking at material hardness, uh, your teeth will be fine. Your gums would be fine, your ligaments would be fine, your bones would be fine, your muscles are what take the brunt of it. And because they're soft. Well you gotta remember we're talking about a pill here, so if that pill was giving you everything, you're still talking about getting your Yeah, but it's still not gonna give you the function of a muscle in your jaw when yeah, you're not actually using your jaw. It's not, but if you're getting the calcium to your jaw, to the bone in your jaw, that jaw is still gonna have the same pressure. Yeah, the bone will, but not the muscle. muscle. Yeah, your jaw bone might have like slight, um, it might become slightly porous because, uh, in the same way that uh, astronauts' bones deteriorate over time because they're not used, they're not being um, compressed or Mm -hmm. like. Uh, moved against by gravity. There's no pressure. Wait, that's why they're physically uh, doing exercises on a that's daily basis, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So there would be a little bit of that. Your jaw would be a little bit weaker. Yeah. But like, unless you're trying to bite a jawbreaker or a gobstopper, you're not gonna. No, you're was, not gonna no. break your jaw. I think I was thinking something like, like just like a chocolate bar. You know what I mean? Because when you bite into a chocolate bar, it's still significantly hard. You know. I what think I mean? you might yeah. pull muscles a lot easier in your jaw. Yeah, probably, probably more on the, that line. I don't think you would muscles. break like your jaw or anything, but I think you could pull hmm. because it's so weak. Muscles yeah. a lot easier and a lot quicker. I think it's still possible area. for a hairline fracture, though. Possibly, you'd have to. It would be like you'd have to go like a proper ah. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't think it would be teeth. plausible if your teeth are too sensitive and your teeth are sensitive, but they're also uh, made out of appetite, which is hysterically named appetite. Um, that sounds like I'm hungry. It is, but it's spelled A-T-A-T-I-T. You got, you got hungry teeth. <laughs> but it's like it's literally enamel. It's it's literally like the thing that you pin to your little lapel to show much how you like our lovely podcast and buy our uh, merch. We don't have merch yet. Uh, Can I uh, swing this topic back to what Colin asked earlier on about uh, no. plants? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Is it. I've just, I have just consulted my uh, little desk demon here, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there is actually plants that you could actually eat, uh, mm. raw and boiled, like plants like amaranth, right? That actually has, um, it's recommended to do to drink it boiled or eat it boiled, right? Mm. Um, the leaves, they have like a oxalic acid i think it's called yeah the same as spinach yeah so you're gonna eat that right and it'd still be good for you so like talking about stuff like that i think plants would actually you would actually be able to survive yeah but it's probably still the same as what you said earlier they're probably seasonal as well yeah Uh, Uh, probably i mean if you take the whole aspect yeah if you talk about apocalyptic which will be a new episode anyway then you you wouldn't have the factories so would them plants be around how often would they be around? When would yeah, they but the, would they be around due to the apocalypse? Yeah, <laughs> it depends on what situation. <laughs> For instance, clovers. The four, right. four leaf kind. Yeah, about the four leaf, three leaf, five leaf, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. You know, I mean, just clovers in general, right? You can actually eat those. Um, and you can boil them as well. If I find a four leaf. I'm putting it in my pocket, and <coughs> hoping things get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I, I will say though that you're way better off trying to find wild garlic, wild onions, maybe peas and beans. Uh, cat uh, cattails as well. Cattails are okay, but you need to get them while they're young, which is only like you have a three week period in the late winter. Also, dandelions. Ew. There's also edible seaweed. I think the majority of seaweed is edible anyway. Actually, seaweed is very high in protein. Well, what I'm taking away from this is if I ever get told there's a big meteorite coming towards Earth, I'm coming down, I'm meeting up with you for, and we're all going out to the field, and rats <laughs> and eggs going to keep you alive, Matt. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we're going to be, uh, become your survivalists. No, because they ain't got their desk, their desk buddies. You'll just chat eggs sitting there going, no, 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 don't eat that. Why is it dangerous? No, because it's mine. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Eggs are... In your life, for a vegetarian's arsenal, mm-hmm. they are the best thing because it's literally everything that's needed to make a life. It's all right. We'll just find the we'll find a chicken. We'll chase it down, capture it, and then we'll just put it in a cage and just wait for it to drop eggs. Maybe get more than one though. <laughs> well, yeah, but what if there's just one? 
Well, we'd have to do everything as possible to keep that thing that, alive. That exactly. Just to get one egg a day. That poor chicken. The amount of work that poor chicken would have to do to keep four men alive. Uh, <laughs> no, because if you lot get weak, I'm just going to eat you. Oh, lovely. Um, right, uh, think, uh, thinking about it, right, roughly, I'd say, I don't know, rough, I'd say roughly uh, chickens would lay eggs, I think, once every 24 hours, 26 hours or something. If you're lucky. To be fair. If you feed them, if you feed them very well. We'll chase down two then. As long as you've got one, right, when it lays its eggs, check if fertile, if they are. I mean, if we want, if we want two eggs per day, minimum, that would be like... Eight eggs, so we need probably eight chickens, maybe more. Hmm. Yeah, but as Colin was just saying, it's reasonable. If we can get a chicken and we can check if the egg is fertile, then you grow your own. We can just hatch the egg up and then we've got babies. And then when they grow up, we just. You need a rooster for that. The way that it would actually be. Yeah. So the way that it would be when it comes to actually chickens and stuff, away for hens in general, right? Because obviously that's what a female chicken is. Yeah, we know. Right, <laughs> but <laughs> they lay eggs. They lay an egg, one egg a day, right? Mm. And then it normally takes them about like a, a few days for them to actually like form another one. Mm. So like after they've laid the first egg, it takes them roughly about twenty six hours to actually produce another one. Yeah. So for them people who are bashing their heads against the printer looking for the print beef button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the electricity that they need to power it takes twenty six hours. Oh. If you're in a survival situation, again, you may as well invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, no. I wish I had at the time when oh, it was low. Me too. Oh, it's such a kick in the teeth. Isn't, isn't it? just. I was tempted at the time when it first came out because I thought that's such a good idea. But now it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I kind of wish I did it too. Thousands later. One of my friends uh, asked for Bitcoin for his, like, 16th birthday, and they never gave it to him. And so he resents his parents now and forever. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. A little bit. He would, have been in the, he would have been in the thousands. Let's get back to this, right? So what is everybody's favourite seasonal food? Favourite All season. of them. <sighs> I've got to say, every one of them is great. I love Christmas the most eh, for its food. Um, but if I had to compare Christmas and Easter for the chocolate... I would definitely say Easter takes it by smidgen. I don't know. I, don't, I think I just like food in general, to be honest. That's why I'm like Same. the size I am. But that, that's the, th- <laughs> the thing, though. You know what I mean? When people ask you that question, what is your favourite food? No one can actually answer it because mm. when they say, what is your favourite food? You, you only name one, but you can't. You end up racking up about like 20 yeah. different dishes. No, no food is perfect, you know? You'd probably want to go for like, what is your favourite savoury meal or what is your favourite dessert? Yeah, but have you ever noticed? But even then, though, you're still racking up about 20 other yeah, different, <laughs> different ones. Dessert for me is cheesecake, easy. No, see, I, I have multiple. It's a great process to go to when right. you say to someone, like, what's your favourite food? And then they'll mention the food and then straight after I'll be like, oh yeah, but I like, and I like, and I like, and it, it goes down the line about a million different foods. And then it all comes back to the first food that I said and they'll go back down it again. You know, it's like an amazing process to watch someone rattle off a load of food mm. it is it, and it does tell you something about them as well yeah <laughs> yeah don't don't ask me what my list is <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here tomorrow <laughs> this is the one podcast episode where we can ask you about your list dear nope <laughs> um, I like all of the food all of the above sadly we've mm. got a, an hour podcast not a 24 hour 
So, okay. yeah, it's gonna take us another twenty-six hours just to process ourselves for another one. Yeah, we'll have to do a Q and A Q&A episode where you, lovely listeners, can ask us questions live at some point. Wouldn't that be lovely? Most definitely, maybe. <laughs> there, there, there's no maybe about it. We've already discussed that we're going to do a live episode. But no, you didn't discuss oh, yeah. it with me, did you? If if it's about well, print, exactly, if it's about print and beef, we'll refer you back to this episode That's where you sure can listen fault. to the explanation. I feel like if we do release merch, we do even have a T-shirt or like an an enamel pin that has like a button that says "print beef." Oh come on, don't forget the face. <laughs> yeah, oh, I have just pictured it in my head. I'm gonna draw that picture now. There's some little kid standing there next to a printer saying <laughs> "print beef." Yeah, I yeah. can imagine, right? Because obviously face masks are going to be here for a while. I can imagine printing one out with Matt's phrase "I love all food" with your face covered. Oh, yeah, oh, that'd be a good one. I mean, this is our second episode, and we're all talking about merch. <laughs> yeah, no. we better. It's called planning ahead. Yeah, exactly. So, for anybody else out there, right, that are listening to this, if they want a print beef um, <laughs> printer, right, let me know. Right, when we get the Instagram and everything up and running, let me know, and I will draw it. Or maybe just a little sticker that says print beef and they can put that on their printers. Oh, print yeah. beef here. That's, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> print beef with a little arrow. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, we'll, we'll start at something now. <laughs> yeah, we'll start at something now. Not beautiful. I'm going to start doing some sketches on that sort of stuff, right? So, but like, if people want to know, like, let one know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Instagram will be up. It should be up by the first episode, which is in on the second. The second, um, yes. And it'll all be, all be in the description if you just want to click the links and give her a like, a follow, and do the same on the podcast. Ooh, yes. you know, the first episode goes up next Friday, boys. Next Friday. Oh, is it next Friday, is it? Yes, the second is on Friday. Woo! I'm not in the first episode, so... I know, Matt, Matt sadly had to, to miss out with uh, mic, mic problems, but yeah, mic issues. Yeah. Got to fix now, hopefully. Thankfully. We'll see after this. You sorted yeah. your mic issue out yesterday, didn't you, Colin? I did, yeah. Yeah, if we hadn't known that yesterday, we could have sorted it out for you as well, Matt. But it wasn't until like later on that we decided to say it all about it. Yeah. It's better late than never. Oh, we've been an hour on this podcast. Yeah, should we do a little wrap-up in that case? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, my dearest listeners, from all of us at 4G Shore. It's been an absolute joy. This went rather smoothly we touched on easter at the beginning yeah for like <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> but you know what there's only so much you can talk about easter without getting like history religion about it mm-hmm. but yeah. do we know what the next episode's gonna be Wham. so uh, after consulting my own little death demon uh it looks like we'll be having a look at exogenesis or as some people would call it panspermia. If you were listening to the last podcast, you might know a little bit about what I'm saying. Otherwise, uh, you would be you would be having a big question mark over your head. And that's the best place to be. <laughs> so next time, we will be looking into discussing the topic of uh, humans coming from beyond Earth. Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> that will. We will be welcoming back our guest that was with us during the pilot episode. <laughs> yeah, Muppet Man. Oh, back. To be our evil villain once more. From all of us in 4G Shore. 
thank you for hopping on by. Bye. Bye. Bye.